Hey, I'm Lindsay from Austin, Texas, and I'm an other men need help supporter for their Patreon because without this podcast, I'd just be stuck in an endless sea of true crime and fart jokes, honestly. This pod's a true delight, and I love Mark and the whole team. Thank you. Join people like Lindsay and become an other men need help Patreon supporter. For as little as two bucks a month, you can help us to grow and tell the kind of stories that you want to hear. You can sign up to become a supporter if you go to the link in the show notes, or you can go to patreon.com slash other men need help. Thank you guys so much. Enjoy this month's bonus episode. My favorite pizza place in the world is Sal and Carmine. It's on Broadway and 101st in Manhattan. I'm gonna grab some pizza. Grab some pizza. Grab some pizza. I was there on a hot ass day in July, having potentially a very controversial conversation with Isaac. Are you not a big fan of deep dish? I mean, it's good. It's just a different food. It's like a casserole. So Chicago style pizza is not pizza because the definition, the thing which defines pizza is the form factor, not the ingredients. I don't know. I have strong feelings about this. Isaac currently goes to school in Chicago, and he's 20. We didn't meet because we wanted to have some debate about the merits of deep dish pizza. I came uptown for something else. So tell me what we're doing today. Specifically, we're getting a haircut. Isaac and I are going to one of his favorite salons. Actually, it's only his favorite because it's close to his parents' place. He likes going to salons. He's a salon boy. When I was 16, I was like, I want to be the kind of guy who goes to a salon. <laughs> What's, what is it about going to a salon? It's a corner salon is fucking nice. Like, they give you a massage. You get a, like, get a nice little haircut. Like, it's pleasant. Like, you chat with them. I used to be a salon boy, too. But oh, how those times have changed. I'm Mark Bagan, and you're listening to Other Men Need Vidal Sassoon. Lots of stairs to get to Isaac's salon when it feels like murderous heat outside. Hello. Hello. Isaac. Okay. What are you doing today? So we're doing this. You look so much younger in that picture. I think it's probably the facial it's hair the too. Facial hair, it, yeah. It's it's very baby faced. So pretty short on the sides, a little yeah, bit longer on I top. Think I fade it from like a like a what what like what, what do you call it where it's like not pushed up? Isaac's got tons of pics of his hair, like his hair in good shape, his hair in bad shape. There's a bunch of bird's eye view pictures where he's holding his phone above his head to inspect because Isaac is starting to lose his hair. There's a lot of like really bad photos where like they're like on Facebook and it's like, I do not want my back at the back of my head in that photo. Like, let me, let's, 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 let's find one. It's from Barman. Oh, here it is. It's like, I, 
I don't see what you're talking about. But I mean, it's the same thing people could say. I, I show people pictures and they're like, I have no idea what you're talking about. You look fine. Yeah. Fifteen years ago, I was Isaac, still a salon boy, dealing with the first stages of hair loss. Like, do not show me a picture of my head from the back, or the side, or with sunlight hitting it. I wanted all my photos to be in a vampire-like setting. Just keep it dark with no sunlight. How's it feeling? It's good. It's good. Looking forward to the head massage and the hair wash. It's always fun. You know, I was worried as hell about losing my hair. Will no one find me attractive? What if my head is shaped like an avocado? What if I blind children by the reflection of light off my scalp? Now, being bald is mostly okay, actually. I don't really think about it. Except, I feel the loss in one major way. I'm not jealous of men who have thicker hair just because they have thicker hair. I'm jealous of men with thick hair because of how long they get to sit in a chair getting their hair cut. And as a bald dude, getting a haircut is so fucking short. It takes like 10 minutes. And like Isaac, I used to love being at the salon. Perfect, yeah. That's really good. Yeah. You could clean up like this stuff like a little bit. Um, but yeah, besides that. And like also like this stuff up in front. Yeah, just like there is like a little too poofy. I just want my head touched for as long as possible. So many opportunities when you have more hair. And as an adult now, what's the use of disposable income if you can't have someone fondle your head for an hour without that statement sounding totally creepy? So my assistant Todd is gonna get you shampooed. Cool. And I'll see you in a few. So this is why I stopped getting my hair cut at random barbershops and came here. Because this is just, like, nice. <laughs> I'm like a hedonist. I miss it. Going to a salon, having a head of hair, and having a man or a woman touch my scalp was... Well, it was one of those times I briefly felt no anxiety in my life. So what do I do now? As an aging man with a limited amount of hairstyle to style. I just add more places to cut hair. So here's my guide to all the current salon boys who will be former salon boys. Request an electric razor setting one number up from what you usually get. That way, when they're done cutting, you say, oh, let's go one lower. They start the process all over again, and then you go back to doing what you were doing, replaying the intro credits of Three Men and a Baby on loop in your head. Grow a beard. Ask them to do really intricate versions of cutting it. You don't look like Drake? Doesn't matter. Let them figure out how to sculpt that. Then turn around and say, uh, can we go lower? Do you see the pattern I'm setting up here? Ask them to cut your eyebrows 
even if they're as pencil thin as John Waters' mustache. Ask for a hot towel always. And if you have the option, seek out a Russian barber. They'll move your face and scalp around like they're pulling you out of moving traffic. And while all this is going on, just bliss out, man. Bliss out and think of the world's delights. Like our friend Gigi Lee. Gigi's a comedy writer, and you might have read her stuff in The New Yorker, New York Times, Reductress, or maybe you've seen her live. If none of that is true, man, get on it because her stuff is good. Gigi joined us on stage in September 2018 to tell us a story that incorporates hair, but in a different way. So I grew up in Miami. Uh, my family's Korean. And growing up, I'm pretty sure we were like the only Korean people in all of Florida. Um, our house was Miami's K-Town. <laughs> and we had just as much karaoke. Um, and, and growing up, it was like really hard to embrace my Korean identity. Uh, it didn't help that my parents weren't exactly the best brand ambassadors. Um, they never talked about like the cool aspects of Korean culture like K-pop or BB creams or sheet masks, like they only talked about the Korean War. <laughs> and I couldn't like brag about that to my American friends. I couldn't be like, oh, you've never heard of uh, Korea? Well, let me tell you about the Korean War. Um, 30,000 people died in my country, so that was pretty cool. Uh, so in the sixth grade, I, we moved to a new neighborhood and I had to go to this new school and it was very diverse, but I was still the only Korean person. And what unified all of these kids from all different backgrounds and races, what brought them together was their love of making fun of me for being Korean. Uh, they would make fun of my small eyes. They'd call me flat face, pancake face, moon face, pizza face. For kids with like a public school education, like their use of metaphors was commendable. <laughs> but the thing that hurt the most was when they would make fun of my sideburns. Um, I didn't know I had sideburns because I was 11 years old and a girl. Uh, but it wasn't until I was in class, I was just like, you know, minding my own business, trying to learn basic math. And this kid, Michael, turns around and he says, Gigi, you have sideburns. And it was like CNN breaking news. Like all of the kids turn around. They're like, oh my God, Gigi, you have sideburns. And they're like, you're like Elvis Presley, but you have thicker sideburns. Oh, and it was as if they were roasting me, minus the celebratory aspect of a roast. And, and so I had to do something about this, especially because I wanted to look good in front of the love of my life, the hottest guy in the entire school, Dean Myers. And yes, that is his real hot guy name. Uh, Dean Myers was blonde, he had blue eyes. He was like a 12-year-old Helmsworth brother, okay? Dean Myers was so cute, he could have been a model in a JCPenney catalog. Like, that's very impressive from where I'm from. Uh, but Dean Myers did not know who I was. He didn't know I was alive because he was all about the popular girls. Like, popular girls like named like Jenny or like Jessica or like some shit like that. And, and all the popular girls had like blonde hair, blue eyes, and they all wore, guess 
jeans. I did not have guest jeans. I had to wear the imitation guest jeans that my relatives would bring over from Korea that misspelled the word guest, which is the most important part of the gene. And, and so I decided to take matters into my own hands. And um, you know how like when you're 11 and you just have like really great ideas? <laughs> so one night while my parents are watching Jeopardy, I sneak into the bathroom and I take my dad's uh, razor. And I've never shaved anything before, but I'm about to shave my sideburns. And I think, how hard can it be? Like, men do it, right? <laughs> so I put like mounds of shaving cream on the sides of my face. And like after an hour, I've like shaved my sideburns off. And it looks pretty good. I was like, I should have done this in the third grade. So the next day, I like strut into school, and I have my hair in a ponytail, and in class, and the same kid, Michael, turns around, and he's like, Gigi, did you shave your sideburns? Oh my god, Gigi saved your sideburns. And I was like, oh my god, I cannot win. Like, am I the only person here who wants to learn math? <laughs> so then I really had to kick it up a notch, so I like started obsessively reading teen beauty magazines, because I figured, I don't have looks, I don't have nice clothes, but I have my Asian work ethic, and I'm gonna study. So one of the tips that I read was to have naturally shiny hair, put butter in it. And I thought, oh, we have butter. I mean, to cook with, but I could do that. So that night I put butter in my hair, and it's really hard to wash out because you're not supposed to put butter in your hair. <laughs> But the next morning, I wake up, and my hair is looking good. It is like Pantene Pro Vitamin B. And I was like, oh, my goodness. So I go to school. I'm so excited. And we're all waiting in front of the building, waiting for the doors to open. And mind you, this is Miami. It is 90 degrees out. And the butter starts dripping down my head. And all of the kids are like, butterhead, popcorn head. I need an angioplasty from your head. I'm sure someone must have said. <laughs> and I just wanted to run away and hide, but all anyone had to do to find me was to just like follow the trail of melted butter. So I had to stay in school that entire day smelling like a concession stand. And Dean Myers, the love of my life, turned around in class, looked at me, and pinched his nose. And I thought, he knows who I am! Oh my god, he knows I'm alive. Um, so I kind of like chilled out about my hair after that. Uh, and I moved on to other stuff like beauty. Uh, I started wearing, like experimenting with makeup and I started getting a lot of eye infections from wearing a lot of eyeliner. Um, and then I moved on to jewelry and I got a lot of ear infections from wearing earrings. So women's beauty is all about taking antibiotics. Um, but it wasn't until that I moved to New York that I became cool with being Korean, I guess because there's so many Koreans and people know what Korea is here. Um, <laughs> and it also helps that the weather is much better here and I feel like my hair could really work in this climate. So, thank you. You can find and follow Gigi on Twitter at TheGenius. That's the J-I-N-I-U-S.
was fun. That was fun. So you like your haircut? I like my haircut. I like my haircut. I'm very happy. They, 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 they got the haircut right. They got it all right. They did get it right. Isaac, get your salon on while you can, man. This episode was produced and hosted by me, Mark Bagan. Our lead producer is Caitlin May Burke, and our associate producers are Ben Goldberg and Rebecca Seidel. Editing and engineering done by Rebecca, Ben, and myself. Our illustration for this episode was done by Carmela Caldart. Special thanks to Lipwissan Rouge, Isaac, and Gigi Lee. You can subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts. Sign up to be a Patreon sponsor. For as little as two bucks a month, you'll be helping support the show we'd love to make. Please go to our website or go into the show notes. Or you can go to patreon.com slash other men need help. Thank you guys for joining us for this month's bonus episode. I want to let you know that we are working hard on an insane season three. I think you guys are going to be really excited, but we'll have a fun bonus episode ready for you in a month. Until next time. Adios. Ciao, ciao. Bye. If you've ever wondered why a man uses a hairspray, Command wondered too. Because it holds. Because it holds. It holds. Because it holds. Because it holds. It holds. Because it holds. Because it holds. Now, Command knows why a man uses a hairspray. Because it lets you comb your hair naturally, then holds it that natural way. Try Command.